Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is Blaine and Sue back with the Next Chapter podcast here at the Marion Public Library. Sue, how Hello, are you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm good. good. I'm a little hoarse today, but we'll power through. Not feeling great, huh? Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling okay. I've been resting my voice today so I can talk on the podcast. Good. It seems like something's going around lately. A lot of people I know is are, are getting sick, and it's not always COVID-related. It's just like... No. Cold. Cold. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to decipher that sometimes. I know a handful of people who have colds, they've gone in for tests because they're mm-hmm. not sure what it is. And yep. we're getting to that time of the year, flu season, COVID season, right? Yes. So it's getting a little crazy. Guys, if you're uh, new to our podcast um, here at the Marion Public Library, on the next chapter, we're going to cover um, new releases for you. Sue's got great books. She's actually got a um, a show, a series today that she's going to talk about a little bit. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. We'll cover some building updates with our new library that's being finished in 2022. Early on, I'll talk about some programming and events. I got a great little trivia game for Sue. If you oh, missed great. that on our first episode, head back, check that out. And um, yeah, it's it's really exciting to have this opportunity to sit down with Sue every every two weeks and just kind of chat away. And it's, it's a great outlet for you guys to know everything that's going on in our space, in our library world. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sue. So new releases. Yes. What do you What do you got for us um, for these next two weeks here? Okay. Well, this is a book that people have been waiting for for a very long time, and it's by Anthony Doerr, who is the author of All the Light We Cannot See, which won the Pulitzer Prize, and his newest book is called Cloud Cuckoo Land. And when I tell you that it is a tome. It is. It's over 600 pages. Oh, man. It's hardcover, so it's eh, potentially a doorstopper. Uh, This is very different from All the Light We Cannot See, uh, which, if you read, uh, took place during World War II. This actually takes place in three different times. First, uh, First, it's set in Constantinople in the 15th century. Then it's set in present day Idaho in a small town. And then it is also set in the future. And what links all three stories together, they all center around an ancient uh, play. That is the the, uh, thing that connects all these people and these times and places together. So I read reviews about this, and people either loved it or they had a hard time with it uh, because there's so many characters and three different times and it kind of bounces around. It's a little bit science fiction. It's a little bit literary. It's uh, really complex uh, and very character-driven. So if you're going to read this book, be prepared to spend some time on it. But those people who loved it said it was well worth the wait, and you, you're drawn in and you cannot get out of this book once you start it. So uh, Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Doerr. Awesome. Yeah, it's very challenging um, for a few. I think even when you're talking movie series or movies at all that have Mm -hmm. a lot of character development and lots of characters, that can be challenging. And for somebody who finds it challenging in a movie or a TV show, Mm -hmm. may find it even more challenging in a book to stay attached. But when you do dive into something like that and you get super involved in that, in the characters, I think that's something that would really take Mm -hmm. off. Um, I've got a review from Goodreads here. Jasmine says, this book is everything a reader could ask for. This beautifully written book shows how broken the world is and the damage we continue to inflict upon it 
but also is a shining example of hope. Huh. That's a pretty good review. Not a bad review, yeah. huh? I think it leaves a lot of open doors <laughs> yes. to what the book could be yes. about, but um, I think it doesn't give anything away, but it says, you know, if you're into that mm-hmm. style of read, then this is for you. And this is the time of year where I think a lot of people like to read their big novel of the year. And of course, September and October are really big uh, new release months because people are gearing up, gearing up for the holidays. Um, so this is a big time for new stuff to come out. Um, so yeah, that should should be really popular. Cloud uh, Cuckoo Land. Yeah, I think it would probably make a really good book club book. Yeah. Because there's a lot to unpack in this. We'll talk about those book clubs later. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Sue, what's number two? What book do you got? It's just two books today. It's Cloud Cuckoo Land. And what's our second one you got for us? So this is by Wiley Cash, and it is called When Ghosts Come Home. And Wiley Cash is the author of A Land More Kind Than Home, which really um, kind of landed him um, on the popular reads list. Uh, Every book that he has written, I think he's written three, uh, people say they get better and better. They absolutely love him. So this book takes place in 1984 um, off the coast of North Carolina on a little island called Oak Island. The main character is a sheriff called Winston Barnes. And he's awake one night and he hears a plane and he's like, well, that doesn't sound right. He thinks it's the plane is crashing. And he finds out, yes, this plane does crash. And when he gets there, there's no one in the plane. It's empty. Uh, but there is a local man who is nearby, and he's dead. Wow. He's been murdered. Um, so Winston has to figure out what exactly is going on. So this is, it's a mystery. There's racial tension, mm-hmm. the small-town politics. The FBI gets involved. Um, and um, every review I read of this said it was incredible, Um I've always wanted to read Wiley Cash's books, and I always forget to read them. So now I'm like, okay, I really do have to read his books. But one of the um, reviews that I read said, this is an all-consuming novel packed with social commentary, emotion, and loss. So it really packs a punch. And um, those who have been waiting for Wiley Cash's newest novel – will devour this. And it's not nearly as long as <laughs> <laughs> the previous one. This is 290 oh, pages. Oh, now so. that's my type of So book. it's very doable. Um, but yes, Wiley Cash, When Ghosts Come Home. Linda from Goodreads says, Such a good storyteller. Mr. Cash's newest novel deals with themes familiar from his previous works, racism, greed, and hope. His characters are wonderfully developed and endowed with personality and motivation. Smooth prose makes this a quick read. Mm-hmm. He he's big with book clubs. Book clubs love to read Wiley Cash. So I could see this also being a really good book club book. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So you got two great books, Cloud yes. Cuckoo Land, When Ghosts Come Home. If you guys want to check those out, um, head to the MLN app that's available on Android and iPhone or head to our website at marionpubliclibrary.org um, and go place a hold. Again, I've said it before, but when we talk about these books, they seem to queue up really quick. Um, so get your hold in and, and uh, give these books a chance. Give them a read. You don't have a third book, but you've got <laughs> a TV show, a series to talk about. Yeah. You were talking about it a little bit earlier today, but um, now is the opportunity to share with our audience mm-hmm. um, something you've been watching and, and want uh, other people to watch. So I have uh, Hoopla hooked up to my Roku at home, and 
bad me, but I usually don't use Hoopla very much. But I thought, eh, I'm going to see what's on here. So I got on and I found this series called Digging for Britain. And it's about archaeology in Britain. And I think there are seven seasons. I could only find two through seven on Hoopla. There are about four uh, shows in each season. They're about an hour long. And it is a fascinating look at archaeology in Britain, like new things that they are finding. And uh, the host will go out to these digs uh, and talk about them with the people who are actually working there. And then um, she'll go back to um, her studio and have them on um, after they've been digging for a while and they've learned a little bit more about the dig and what they found and they'll bring artifacts and they'll talk about some of the things that they have found since then. Um, It's really incredibly interesting. The history of Britain, of course, is very um, layered. Uh, You've got the Romans, you've got the Vikings, the Anglo-Saxons. It's amazing how this little island has so much history and it's so very layered, and they're continuing to find things that they never knew about, and it's kind of rewriting some of the history of Britain of what they thought was going on. They're finding out there's actually, they're actually, they weren't quite right, and there was more to it. So it's a fascinating story. Um, Digging for Britain, I would recommend it. It's on Hoopla. Matthew, so I went to um, Goodreads again because it actually shows it on there. Goodreads, or no, was it not Goodreads? It might have been like IMDb or all these Mm -hmm. other sites. I get them confused sometimes. But anyways, um, Matthew says, this is a great show. Moves at a great pace, full of interesting history of British Isles. They do stories, digs from many different periods, Mm -hmm. including Celtic kings, Roman ruins, Iron Age, etc. So if you're interested in history or archaeology, this is a great watch. Yeah, I've one of the I've watched two episodes, and one episode uh, they were doing a dig at an ancient Roman villa, and it was on the coast. And what was interesting about it was that this villa, the coast is eroding, and mm. the villa is going to fall into the sea. Wow! And they've already lost part of the ruins, so they're under this big time crunch to try and dig it all up find what they can, understand what it is. But it, it's really fascinating because they're they're working against time all the time. Yeah. It's a really interesting look at where people came from, who they were trading with. Um, you know, we, we tend to think that we're world travelers and we get around a lot here, but so did the ancients. <laughs> they really did yeah. get around. And Finding these sites and finding um, grave goods and pottery, they're, they're understanding that these people were very well-traveled yep. and um, knew more about the world than we probably realize. Yeah. So it's fascinating. Awesome. Well, guys, if you're looking to give that a watch, again, check out Hoopla. You're able to use your library card and just log in and use that. I was going to say, uh, the show's Digging for Britain. My dog got in trouble yesterday. I don't know if he was digging for Britain or what happened, but he was digging something. We just installed a new fence the other weekend, and I went outside, and he had dug down about a foot to the oh footings there. You could see all around it. So I'm like, maybe I'll ask him tonight when I get home, were you digging for Britain? Maybe you should sift through that dirt and see if you found anything. That's true. I, I think it was mutual between the dogs on the other side of the fence, too. They were, they were going at it. So my dog got a lecture, and... The other dogs might have got away with it. So 
But anyways, if you guys are seriously want to check that out, um, again, use Hoopla and um, get to see all all seven seasons there. Mm -hmm. Seven seasons? Yes, there are yeah. seven seasons. Awesome. Well, I think those all sound great between the two books and, and that show that gives you guys a um, something good to do over the next few weeks until we got more recommendations for you. So, awesome. Got some building updates. Um, nothing crazy new, I would say. Um, I know... Um, in our previous episodes, you guys have kind of heard the same things, but we just like to keep you guys updated as much as possible. Um, we're still waiting on that steel to finish the exterior. Um, I know about a month ago, we talked about the parking lot and sidewalks. They were being poured at that point. Well, they are officially poured and set and ready to roll. Um, so obviously we won't be using them for a while, but uh, if you need to use the sidewalks, um, it's not like they're closed particularly. So you're able to go through that and kind of get a scope of what that's all going to look like. Um, second floor finishes. Those are coming along really well. I believe paint has started to go up there as well. That's exciting. Yeah, I know we were, they were doing the drywall mudding and taping um, again about a month ago or so. And now we're on to paint and finishes won't come for a while. Um, but it's good to know that things are going along really well there. And we haven't heard anything as f from construction people about delayed timelines. So that's all positive news, especially with the shortages that have been yeah. going on. So. Just slow, steady progress, mm -hmm. which is what we want. Yeah, it's yeah, it is really slow and steady. But at the same time, it's like, gosh, you you don't look at it for a few weeks and you're like, my God, they got a lot done already, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I think we saw that a lot with the exterior, especially, especially, you know, it's um, it's all going up <laughs> super quick. You got to cough there. Sue, like I said, guys, Sue isn't feeling the greatest, but you know, this is raw, this is raw content here. So, um, but anyways, um, y you've kind of noticed now that the exterior of the building has started to slow down. Like things look like they're finished up and a lot of it's going to move to the interior. So, um, I had mentioned, um, a while ago that I had filmed some virtual tours. So if you guys want to check those out, head to our website, um, or go to our YouTube channel, you can see those tours of the new building as well as the old building. Um, the Bush Construction, they still have their live stream available. Um, that camera sits on our old building at 6th Avenue, but gives a great time lapse of all the construction that they've done. Um, and then as far as opening, we're still looking at early spring. Spring um, 2022. 2022. So that's really all we know for building updates. Again, there's, there's not a crazy amount. I think our capital campaign goal unofficially is uh, doing incredibly well. I know there haven't been too many updates on that. Um, our goal is 3.3 million, and I think there's just a few hundred thousand left to go. Um, so to anybody that's donated to our library um, and for the commitment you know, to future-proof this city, uh, we really appreciate it. We are ecstatic to move in, um, and for everybody that's been a part of that, um, we really appreciate you guys. Well said. Thank you. <laughs> While I recover. Yes. That's okay. We can't all just be 100% healthy all the time, right? That's There's right. always got to be something. If it's if it's not me uh, or you, then it's going to be one of us. It's right. just inevitable. Right. So um, I want to talk a little bit about some programming updates. Um, I know, again, I've mentioned before, but there's regular programming happening here. Um, so there's toddler time on Wednesdays at 9.30 a.m. out at, These are all out at Loud Park I'm about mm -hmm. to tell you about. The preschool story time is Wednesdays at 10.30 a.m., so an hour in between those two. Music and movement is on Thursdays at 9.30 a.m., and baby time um, is on Thursdays at 10.30 a.m. So those are all just regular programs. I think the plan is to go till the end of October as of now, right. 
They're kind of getting through fall. Again, it's so up in the air with COVID the way it is, whether they're going to cancel things or mm-hmm. just not, you know, it's, it's really, it's really challenging. Um, so we'll see. But Jerry Fit and Tai Chi, that's also out at Lao Park. Those are every Monday at 930. And again, that alternates. So Jerry Fit is one Monday and the next Monday is Tai Chi. Um, and that's inside, actually. So um, right. Renee sets that up in their community room there and you're able to do some Jerry Fit or Tai Chi. And obviously that's geared towards um, older adults. Some other programming events that are happening. Um the Swap It event, I know we talked about that last month. Right. Um, this one's coming up here on October 18th from 5 to 6 p.m. at the MPL Tech Station, so out at the Casina Ave. Um, October's theme is books. So this Swap It, you can bring books that you have and you want to trade for other people. You can go out there and do that. Third and fifth graders are invited to Novels, Novels. That's a new book club where kids can gather to discuss and do a fun activity. So come on out to Lau Park Wednesday, October um, 20th from 4 to 5 p.m. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Coughing. That's okay. Um, We got some more stuff. Adults and teens are invited to a creepy craft night Tuesday, October 26th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at Lau Park. What event is not at Lau Park? (laughs) I say they're all (laughs) at Lau Park. They really are. We're very thankful for Lau Park. We really are. Yeah. Um, for this creepy craft night, you'll listen to a spooky playlist, have light refreshments, browse curated library materials, and create some creepy crafts. And again, that is geared towards adults and teens. The teen back to kindergarten party is also going to be at Lau Park. Um, so if you want to get back to the years of nap time and parachute games, then come on out. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, isn't Who it? Who doesn't want to do yeah, that? <laughs> I take a nap every day. Do we get snacks too? There might be snacks. Okay. I'm not sure. That's on November 9th. So that's a little bit of ways, but uh, November 9th from 3.30 to 4.30. And the reason we're talking about it now is because they would prefer if you'd um, register in advance. That's um, highly encouraged. So um, the only other things I really want to talk about here with the programming events, um, if you've heard us talk about in prior episodes um, about book groups, we've got two options for book groups. Um, Obviously, we just talked about one for children, but there is one for adults. Um, that you can visit in person or one that you can do virtually. The one in person, that's coming up here on October 19th. Um, So there's options for you. Um, It meets in Uptown in the Art Way um, every third Tuesday of each month at 6 p.m. Each month they pick a theme. Um, Everyone chooses a book that fits that theme. And the book group is built on the idea that everyone... Uh, sorry, it's built on the idea that cocktails, mocktails, and books go together to create a, f- a fun, lively atmosphere. So if you're looking to join an in-person book group, you can um, get in contact with Chanel here at the library, and her email is sslater at marionpubliclibrary.org. Do you want me to talk about the virtual book club, or do you think you got this? Why don't you talk about it? Okay. <laughs> I'm not, again, we've covered it in prior episodes, so mm-hmm. um, it's we partnered with PBC Guru. Um, there is a book that I think the October selection started this week correct mm-hmm. um do you know I do you know what that book is it's the Waterkeeper by Charles Martin okay so that is starting um on our website under adult programming you can join that um and again it is a if you can't commit to going in person um and you just want to have a discussion online on like mm-hmm. a panel or a forum 
That's really all it is. It's all moderated by PBC, which is great. It's kind of a hands-off thing. So if you don't have room for the time commitment and everything there, then join our virtual book club um, in partnership with PBC. Yep, it's open 24-7. Awesome. Mm -hmm. It's that time of the show again, Sue's favorite time, which is our (laughs) trivia game. Oh, I'm so excited. If you know anything about Sue, she's great at trivia, but... If you've listened to any of our podcasts, her track record isn't too great. Well, my trivia answers are all based on pure guesses. You know, I find that hard to be true. <laughs> it, is. it really is. <laughs> okay. Well, I got four good ones for you today. Um, again, if you've listened in the past, most of them you have to do with Library World, but I decided to step out today and do something a little bit different. So these have nothing to do with the world of libraries. This is just fun trivia, and I hope that you get these right because... This would be like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Type oh, questions. no. We'll see how you okay. actually, I, I feel like some of those, you see those on TV and you're like, that is I'm not like, no, a fifth grader. I did not know that in fifth grade. Right? <laughs> I knew that when I turned 42. I'm not even 42 yet. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. If you guys know how this works, if Sue gets it right. You hear that? If she gets it wrong. Yeah, okay. Sue, first question. And again, I've got a little backstory. So if actually, I'm just going to let you kind of soak in your thought and try and answer this. Okay. This this one's not too bad. Which country produces the most coffee in the world? You drink coffee every single day. Let's see. I'll I'll try and give you a hint here without giving it away. (coughs) This country is the top coffee producing country accounted for 40% of global coffee supply. Vietnam was the second largest coffee producer accounting for only roughly 20% of the world coffee production. So this country alone is nearly half of the supply for all of the entire world. I'm going to say Colombia. You're really close. It's Brazil. I almost said Brazil. Yeah, Don't we all? We said the wrong answer and then we're like, that's what it was. I was thinking of those commercials when I was a kid of them. Yeah. <laughs> Going up into the mountains mm-hmm. and picking the beans. Brazil. Dang it. Okay. I, I know you got this second one because this one's really easy. It really is. Okay. What is, uh, what's the large world just ocean? What? <laughs> I can't speak English today. <laughs> Name the world's largest ocean. Covering approximately 63 million square miles and containing more than half of the free water on earth. This ocean is by far the largest of the world's ocean basins. All of the world's continents could fit into this basin. It's also the oldest of existing ocean basins. The largest. I'm going to say the uh, Atlantic. Oh, my Lord. Come on. You know, we'll give it to Sue. She has never been out west to Hawaii or anything, but it is the Pacific. Pacific? That thing Mm. is a unit. It's a monster out there. See, I've been to the Atlantic, and it is quite, quite large. Yeah, Atlantic is quite big. Okay. We look at the map, though. I'm sure some fifth graders out there are like, come on, Sue. <laughs> I knew that. I'm sorry I'm failing. It's okay. Our upcoming special guests got this next question right. So okay, no I, pressure. I kind of questioned them before. <laughs> I, you, might, you might get this. I, I actually thought this was a really just interesting fact, and I, I thought it was really cool. So you tell me. How many bones do sharks have in their bodies? I can't give you any hints here because it kind of gives it away. I'm going to say none. She did it. One of two. 
doing okay so far. Okay. You're right. In fact, sharks do not have any bones at all. They have cartilages instead. Cartilages are more flexible and less dense than their bones, allowing sharks to bend their bodies at sharp angles with ease and less energy. So as you're surfing along the coast of Hawaii, one can turn and <laughs> snag you real quick. Right. Get you because they don't got any bones. So they do the little wiggle dance. Oh my gosh. Okay. You're one of two. Let's just make it an easy two of two. Get you at 50% in and out. Act like it never happened. Okay. Which planet, she put her head down, <laughs> which planet has the most gravity? This is the largest, I'm, I'm giving you hints here, the largest planet in our solar system, meaning it also has the highest gravity. You would weigh two and a half times. I can't tell you the rest. <sighs> You'd weigh two and a half times as much as you weigh currently, which gives you another hint. Some fifth grader screaming at the car stereo right now with the answer uh, it's, it's not I'm pluto gonna, no um hmm. i'm gonna say remember more gravity i know i'm tr i'm like oh i'm so i channel your inner elon so musk just try and understand planets um <clears throat> I'm going to say Saturn. I knew it was right. <laughs> Venus. No, it's actually Mars. Jupiter. Jupiter? Jupiter. <laughs> Jupiter's twice the size as Earth and has 2.5 times the amount of gravity. Is that the same? Or yeah. whatever the gravity is. Wasn't, I don't know the wasn't ratio. It wasn't one of my strong skills in school. Science. It wasn't well, mine either. Astronomy was not. I sure. loved physics, though, <clears throat> throughout college. And gravity has somewhat to do with physics. I watched, actually, an animation on YouTube the other day. And it showed if a car was kind of on like a catapult, mm -hmm. you threw it off, what would happen on all different planets? It was really huh. interesting to see. Interesting. The ones with minimal gravity. That I don't remember what it was. It might have been Pluto, which I don't think is considered a planet, but it literally just glided. It never really touched the ground, which means there's a lot of gravity there. So you watch not car a lot tossing and I watch archaeological digs. Yes. That's how we're different. So you guys let us know what's more interesting. <laughs> archaeological, archaeological digs. Archaeological digs, probably. Yeah. Probably. Awesome. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed our um, trivia. Sue, it's that special time on the podcast yes. where you get to announce who our special guest is. Yes. So our special guest today is Brooke Prouty, who is the director of Uptown Marion Bain Street. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you, Sue. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I work for the Chamber of Commerce. I'm the Main Street director, as you said. And my job is just make Uptown cool and a place that people want to come and hang out and be. So I do a lot of work with small businesses, a lot of the historic buildings, write grants for those, and of course, all the events that everyone comes to see Uptown for. Fabulous. Okay, so I've got some questions. They're not hard questions like the ones that I just had for trivia. Thanks, Blaine. <clears throat> Anywho, um, so... What do you love most about your job? Well, besides working with a chocolate shop, a coffee shop that sells donuts, <laughs> a French fry and ice cream store, and a couple other ones, um, it's, it's just a great job. When you get to go to all those places mm -hmm. for, for work, how fun is that? Um, but I, I think my favorite part of the job besides eating is um, hearing people enjoy being in Uptown. When you're standing in line at the coffee shop and you have... This lady telling her friend, oh, you've never been here before. <laughs> it's so cute. We'll have to take you around and show you to all these places. And 
having people that live in Marion show off Marion to their friends. Mm -hmm. That just, that's the best part. It's a special place. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. So what exciting events are coming to Uptown Marion in the next few months? So in the next few months, um, right after Thanksgiving, we have Small Business Saturday Mm -hmm. on November 27th. So that's a day that we promote for everyone to come out and shop. This year, we'd love it if you come out before that. We're pushing people to shop early, um, shop safe, uh, because you don't want to be buying presents last minute Mm -hmm. this year, um, and you want to try to avoid the crowds. So definitely come out for um, Small Business Saturday or before that. Um, We have Christmas in the Park on December 3rd. And I can say this now, but we are having a Hallmark movie night. Oh, my gosh. With Hallmark movie writer, drumroll please, (laughs) Rick Garman. He is a Marion area native, Mm -hmm. and he is flying here. And he's going to be doing a narration in the commercial breaks of the two of the Hallmark movies. Oh, my gosh. That's exciting. Yeah, we'll have some VIP um, opportunities to meet him. And he's also doing a writer's workshop with the library. Oh, my gosh. This is your chance, people, to write your own Hallmark movie. You can do it. There is a script. (laughs) (laughs) There is a a certain way to write a Hallmark movie. And he is really upfront about that. And we have lots of Hallmark movies at the library as well. So the Christmas movies are so popular. Well, the event is called A Christmas Movie Night with Rick Garman because it is not sponsored by Hallmark. So just want to put that asterisk Mm -hmm. out there. But you'll get inspired if you listen to him and then come get a movie. Okay, so here's the big topic. We're all dealing with the big construction on 7th Avenue. You can say which one. <laughs> <laughs> the big construction on 7th Avenue across from the park where the road is closed. Uh, what can people expect as far as a timeline? Yeah, so fingers crossed by the end of November, mm-hmm. 7th Avenue will be opened back up, at least for the winter time. Okay. Um, that'll include a new streetscape, um, a little bit more parking in that area. It um, won't include yet, probably the plantings will wait for spring for mm-hmm. that, and some of those extra amenities, maybe bike racks and that sort of stuff. But um, otherwise, it should be pretty much complete by then, and that is assuming that we have really good weather and not a rainy fall. Right. Um, and then next year, uh, at the start of the construction season, they're going to go west of 10th Street intersection on 7th Avenue to the roundabout. So when you're looking, it's about from Zoe's to Zio Giano's next okay. year. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to watch these guys and their their construction equipment and how how talented they are <laughs> taking care of things. Okay. Every day they're digging a new hole and they're filling it back in and they dig a new hole and they fill it back in. Um, A big part of this project is a lot of the underground infrastructure is over 100 years old. And so that's a large part of what they're replacing and why it takes a little bit longer than a normal street. Um, But you were talking about archaeology before. Yes. And they've been digging up some things. Really? Any guesses of what they've found? Beer bottles. Uh a bottle, yes. <laughs> uh, that was one of them. <laughs> Can you guess what they were doing on the job a hundred years ago? <laughs> Lunch break. Lunch break. Uh, it was it was just an old bottle, so it could have been a Coke bottle, or mm-hmm. it was just a hand 
um, blown glass bottle. Uh, we found a couple of old business signs. Oh, cool. That are in our office right now. And then we've got this old steam pipe thing that they've mm-hmm. dug up that was on rollers. I'm not sure why it would need to roll under the ground, but wow. Um, anyone wants to come and look at it and tell us how that works? <laughs> we'd, we'd love to hear. Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're working hard. Okay, so you've been selected as one of the 40 under 40 winners for 2021, which is fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. The award recognizes 40 local leaders under the age of 40 who have made a significant impact in their business and community early in their careers. So, of course, congratulations. Thank you. We are very proud of you and lucky to have you in Marion. So what was your reaction finding out that you had won this? Uh, I was surprised. I was super excited (laughs) about it. Um, I was a little bit skeptical of why they asked me to update my resume. I think, I think the excuse was, uh, they were writing a grant, but there's not a lot of grants that require resumes. Right. So I wasn't sure what this is for. So I thought they'd read it before they sent it, but I don't think they did because I put some funny stuff in my resume (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't there before and it didn't get caught. So I, my um, skills section says I'm a mediocre dancer. <laughs> that might have won it for you right there. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> but it was really an honor to especially read through some of those letters of recommendation from people in our community mm-hmm. that um, had some nice things to say. So I was really, really excited about that. Great. Well, you're doing a fantastic job. So continue to do that. <laughs> Keep us updated on the construction on 7th Avenue. You're doing a great job with information on that every week. We're getting updates so we know kind of what's coming down the line and what to expect. So we really appreciate that and making sure um, that you continue to uh, talk about the businesses, which you've been doing a great job and encouraging people. I think it was Mayor Nick who said um, about the parking, he said, you know, it's about as far as you parking and walking into Walmart and going to back to the the milk section, you know, as far as having to park a little bit farther uptown to get to the businesses, but it's really not that far. We, at the library, we park a little bit farther and walk into, and it's gives you a chance to kind of look around and see what's new and see what's going on. So please don't, don't be discouraged by the parking. There's lots of parking available uptown, so. Especially north of 8th Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it's a short walk, and those businesses are well worth the walk. Yes. Especially when you get to walk by chocolate and ice cream <laughs> and coffee and donuts. Yes. <laughs> I usually can't not stop, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> well, thank you, Brooke, for being here and being one of our special guests. We appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Well, that's super exciting having Brooke on the podcast here. Yes. Um, she's just a great person. If you know her personally, um, as well as in work, um, she's a staple to the community of Marion yes. and all the work that she does. So I enjoy, I really enjoy just listening to you guys chat about some of those things and the laughs. And I think Brooke nails it on the spot about her job in general, mm-hmm. um, you know, to her job as well as ours, just being in the uptown district you know something that she didn't really talk about um is the chamber they moved offices you know from city hall to uptown Mm -hmm. and she's so much closer to all those businesses um that she works with on a daily basis but exactly how are you going to pass up coffee 
and donuts and Friday <laughs> fries with Q dogs and yes. Nashville hot chicken fries. Yep. And I mean, come on, like that's almost impossible to pass any opportunity like that up. And so. now they have ice cream pies too. They do. They do. So no, I, I really enjoyed listening um, to Brooke there. And um, again, with this, well, all the construction going on, it's crazy. I, I really wanted to chime in at one point mm-hmm. because there's been some days in the office recently where it literally, you, you take that scene of Jurassic Park with the water in the cup yeah. and you see the tremors. Yes. I swear, like our <laughs> building has been shaking. Mm-hmm. The dust and the bricks are like collapsing yep. and don't tell my wife that she'll kill me. But it's like, <laughs> it literally feels like the world is like mm-hmm. falling apart underneath you. Um, and I know all the insurance people and the people who came in and did all the vibration testing. Right. We're good. We're going to be yes. fine. But it's like, oh, my gosh, you know. And it's like even the other day they were running water lines down. It's like mm-hmm. we're pumping water. It's like, are we flooding the basement? What? <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? It really is amazing how much work is going into this revitalization. Absolutely. a lot of work and a lot of planning went into it for yeah. sure. Well, I talked with Priscilla um and Craig Campbell um, at Campbell Steel Gallery and um, where we're out of. And they have said that this has been like 20 years in the making to try and get wow. like uptown revitalized mm-hmm. and everything. So, um, yeah, it's it's a long time coming. And hearing the timelines from Brooke here today about, you know, November hopefully mm-hmm. being the road opened up. I think that'll be really exciting. And then yes. get all that forestry stuff kind of back in in the spring. It should be really exciting. There's a lot of great things happening at Marion. So. Yeah. Um, we, Hey, we want to say thank you. Thank you guys for joining today. We really appreciate it. Um, if you are listening, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google. Um, really appreciate you guys joining us here for episode three. Um, and we really hope you have a great day. Thanks everybody. Thanks guys.